Adrian, I am uh, I'm pretty excited to talk to you because I was looking through a little bit about what you've done. And uh, I, I hung on to this one thing. Adrian thrives in extreme environments. <laughs> I was like, I got to know about this. What does that mean? What does that mean, Adrian? <laughs> it's funny. I was just talking today. Anyway, it's great to be here, man. Honored yeah. that you'd uh, ask me to jump on and join the conversation um, that you're always in with your people yeah. and, appreciate, and appreciate what you're up to. So thank you. Thank you. Um, Adrian thrives in extreme environments. I was just, I was on a walk this morning. I live in LA with my fiance, Allie, and we've got a, you know, couple teenagers, couple little kids. Yeah. This morning was one of the rare moments when all the kids were the other places. So my kids were with their mom, her kids were with their dad, and it's just us walking. And um, I forget what we were, we were talking about planning something. And I got into those, these minutiae and just started moving some stuff around. And I, and I just said to her, I said, oh, you don't know that side of me, do you? <laughs> like what? It's like, you know, like when because uh, at a season of my life, for sure, um, I was like, I don't know, uh, I was a community organizer type guy. So like when Haiti, the earthquake happened in Haiti, I got a call and said, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. And, you know, six days later, me and three doctors and three nurses and some paramedics are like in the sports, the um, sports center, like the stadium in Port-au-Prince running our own clinic. Um, and that's just, you know, I was like, and you know, we don't know that side of me, like kind of the Jack Bauerish side, yeah. um, which, you know, <laughs> I, I, of course say that romantically, yeah. if only I could be anything like that, but, um, or, you know, it's, you know, after undergrad, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, not that I do now, but I was a nurse. I decided I was like a pre-med guy and then decided now nah, I don't want to do that route and let me go travel the world and be a nurse. So that sounded good. I ended up spending most of my time in intensive care, mostly pediatric intensive care, which is a pretty extreme environment from a science perspective, but also from a heart perspective, because, you know, fighting for a kid's life, I don't know if anything gets more important than that. Yeah, yeah. Helping, helping a mom and a dad cope with their powerlessness and their passion and all the crazy human humanity that flies everywhere in that environment, dealing with, you know, brilliant, most of the time really brilliant doctors, sometimes brilliant and humble, sometimes brilliant and maniacs and coordinating, you know, a hundred things happening in a two hour period and trying to do it in a humane way. That's a pretty extreme environment. I love, for whatever reason, I love that. I love that challenge of getting people to find themselves, find each other despite the circumstances. Right. Um, you know, so I, Anyway, I love, it's interesting. I don't know where that line is about me that where you yeah, read it's that. Yeah, it's in but. your bio. I was like oh. reading through it and I'm like, you're like, I don't know. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> That's funny. Somebody must've wrote that for me. That's nice of them. Yeah, um, was Adrian I, it thrives in extreme environments. Extreme I'm like, environments. like what? I want to know about yeah. this. <laughs> That's great. Well, it's great. Well, it's funny now, you know, in my twenties, I decided I'll travel all the sophisticated places later. Ah. Meaning like, you know, I, I always went third world. I wanted to go places that I'm really competitive. Okay. whether that's good or bad or whatever. I, I just thought I want to go where nobody else wants to go. I want to go where no one else is willing to go. So that's been, you know, in the, in many jungles, that's been in many third world countries, been in like lots of, even yeah. when I moved to LA, I lived in a part of LA that most people would never visit. Hmm. And I lived there and I loved it. I loved my neighbors. I loved the kids. I loved the drug dealer on the corner. I liked yeah. the guy, you know, I, you know, when I was in college, you know, I um, did a summer internship. I grew up in the middle of Illinois and went to a small college and played ball and that. But then in the summer, I moved, I lived in Chicago on the west side of Chicago. And there's not a lot of dudes with my complexion in that neighborhood. Right, right. And I thought this was great. You know, it's like, let me go do what's un do what's uncomfortable for me, for the sake of the personal growth. And these people were freaking awesome. i you know, I'd spent time every morning in this recovery house. All these guys had just gotten out of prison. Yeah. And, you know, they looked like they looked like and sounded like the people that in people in my hometown were scared to death of and judged the shit out of, you yeah. know, but I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. You know, anyway, so that pushing myself beyond what was natural for me was a thrill or I don't know, I guess a purpose, you know, in where, my did early that come 20s. From? where did that come from? Like, when did you know that about yourself? Well, 
Good question. When did I know that about myself? Um, I have been contrarian for as long as I can remember. Hmm. I, I think it started when, you know, I was, I was trying to get a girlfriend. Okay. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. six, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, you're kind of trying to get a girlfriend. And, um, yeah. and then I'm like doing the math. I'm like watching how dudes act, right? Okay. How do the boys act? And then I'm thinking, how do I act opposite of that? Mm. You know, so boys tease, but girls don't tease each other as much. They like listen and they talk mm. to each other, ask each other questions. I'm like, ah, maybe I'd get good at asking questions or sharing feelings or yeah. taking girl, you know, taking girls on an adventure or, you know, something that's contrarian. So um, I think that's kind of where it started was this kind of this contrarian view that maybe I ought not do what's normal. So, and I think about masculinity that way. Um, in general, it's like, you know, obviously we're, there's like a, there's a traditional type of masculinity that's out there in culture. Right. Um, I think most of it sells short, you know, it doesn't deliver. Agreed. And it ends up generating, I work with a lot of very type A gentlemen in my coaching practice. And they're, a lot of them are really, uh, most are, are drastically undersatisfied um, and really alone based on the fact that they bought into what it means to be a man as it was previously defined. So I tried to get really good at, um, you know, doing what wasn't the opposite of what was kind of taught. Yeah. Um, So, but I grew up in like a small town, all white, for the most part, all white people. Um, Great, I mean, great family, awesome Mm -hmm. pillars of the community. My parents are both school teachers for, you know, 35 years. Uh, leaders in the local church, you know, very, I mean, my, you know, awesome, um, great people. Yeah. Uh, we just, there wasn't, there just wasn't diversity in racial diversity. Right. Uh, there was some socioeconomic diversity, but mostly middle or middle lower class, a little bit of a, I didn't, you know, I didn't know of any kind of well-off people in town really. Yeah. Um, more importantly that there wasn't a lot of diversity of ideas. Yes. As soon as I could go and find I was desperate for figure, to figure out how life worked. I knew I was uncomfortable as a teenager, internally. Externally, it looked great. I was the QB yeah. of the football team and yeah. the, the girlfriend and the student council this and blah, blah, blah. I knew how to play the game on like being a good kid um, or like making it happen out there. But internally, yeah. man, really confused. Like, how does this work? I'm uncomfortable most of the time. Yeah. How do I deal with that? Is that normal? Is that not normal? How do I think about the future? What should I be doing? What should I do this? And, and do I need to make a decision about who I'm going to be when I grow right. up? Or anyway, like that, uh, or like what you live in a big city, like that's, yeah. you know, so it, I wanted to explore beyond what my, what my culture was scared of. Mm. And I say culture, big C, but also little C, just what my family hadn't experienced. Like I was the first yeah. one in my family to leave the country country wow like first one my family to have a passport um so i wanted to do that and that's part a little bit of a younger brother edge and you know chip on my shoulder but also just it was a desire to go taste and see and go explore and go beyond you know what had been even shown to me did you so, encounter resistance with that mindset that you had like just desire to understand I made my more? parents very nervous oh really yeah, yeah. Um, but they were great. You know, they understood like that I was different than my brother. My brother's the older, typical older brother. Stay close hey. to home. Great yeah. dude. He became a school teacher, just like my parents. And he's a phenomenal uh, individual. And um, but I wasn't going to be that guy. And I wasn't going to like call all the time and, you know, yeah. stay close to home. And I wasn't I just wasn't that guy. I was rebellious enough. So they did a pretty good job of, I think, adapting yeah. Um, cause they knew I would resist, I would resist any kind of hand, hand, heavy handedness. Yeah. So they gave me some space and kind of let me be myself. Um, and you know, I found out the best way to help my parents is to let them know about stuff afterwards. Right. Cause I wasn't really going to ask permission anyway. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, Hey, what do you think? I don't, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, I don't care what they think, but yeah. I really, you know, we just operate by different worlds, you know, by different experiences and different drives and like what makes, you yeah. know, I think we're all in pursuit of some kind of vitality. What makes me come alive is different than what makes my dad come alive or my mom come alive. So let's respect that, but I'm not going to go ask you how to, how for me to be alive. Yeah. 
Oh, you know, man, I might good. ask you about I might ask you about values and how to stay good, maybe or noble, because they've yeah. got that in space. But aliveness is very different for me. It's an experience and something that is pursued. It's like that edge between, you know, uh, order and chaos. Like yeah. order. And Peterson talks about this a lot, but there's like an order that we know. Um, and we all ought to be competent at a bunch of stuff. And I know how to do this. And, you know, this is like the Adrian that I'm very familiar with and like mm -hmm. that and, and whatever people expect of, of me do that. And then there's the chaos, which is the right on the edge of like, what is the exploration? What's next? What's possible for me? Nobody knows what that is, including me. Mm. I don't know what's possible out there. I don't know how good I could get. I don't know how alive I could be. I don't know how great I could feel or how much energy I could have. Yeah. I don't know how insightful, you know, there's like tons of possibility. And like, I want to live right at that intersection. Mm. And my parents just don't live that way. And they're great people. Sure. They're just, yeah. you know, they're just, they're, it, it works for them. And God bless them. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I really yeah. mean that. So yeah. I chose to save them from resisting me i it chose you know i didn't want to battle about who i should be i'm just going to be yeah. who i am and i love you you know so yeah um anyway man i tell you what i'm listening to you and i'm like we're like the same dude <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like the tell same me, dude tell me. Man, tell me man when i was in high school i was the same way i think i put on the good show about it because i was a very good child good teenager i was a um a very prominent athlete. I was a collegiate yep. athlete, a whole thing, yep. but inside yep. there was a lot like, yeah, I don't belong here. Like there's, and, and I grew up in a military family, so I'd lived all over, but I still, sure. I didn't feel traditional in my mindset. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's yeah. something different about me. Not to sure. be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. It was just like, there was something different I felt inside. Yeah. Yes. And I resonated with you saying that. I was like, oh my gosh, that was me. I was totally, yeah. and I'm the yeah. same way. I wanted to escape. I wanted to go and yep. be on my own, but I didn't want to yep. get away from them because of them. They were amazing people. It yeah. had nothing to do with yep. them. It had everything to do with my yep. exploration of self for that. Yeah. So I identified so much when you're like the aliveness. Where did the aliveness yeah. thought come from? I never heard anybody say it that way. Hmm. I don't know. I, um, I think about it a lot. I try, yeah. I always try to get my team to talk about vitality, but they never like it as much as I do. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> cause this, uh, for those that are listening, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, coach founders, executives, entrepreneurs in, in both the business space. And we talk a lot about personal stuff cause that is yeah. inescapable and ought not be escaped. Of course. Um, so I'm always thinking about aliveness because usually that's the X factor. Like if I, if I want what I have and then I, that's number one, want what I have in acceptance. Then if I'm engaged in it, then actually it shifts and I shift with the shifting, right? So it's actually, if I want this, then I feel like, oh, I, I have agency and I've, I can move things no matter how bad it is, no matter how bad it is, I can move things. Uh, and I've got power and I've got, you know, there's possibility, right? So, and then I'm, then if it has shifted, then actually uh, my belief about myself in that relation, not to get too weird here, but in that relationship shifts, right? Now, then I'm alive now. It's like, oh, I've got, op I've got choices. Hmm. That I always want my team to talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't like talking about it as much or just, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, uh, your question. Let me get back to your question. Where does it come from? Yeah. For me, if I don't watch it, I'm just in survival mode. Mm. And for me, survival mode looks good. Like it's productive and I'm doing lots of stuff and I'm coaching fun people and doing, you know, I'm way out on the edge and yeah. talking to people that are, you know, 10 times smarter than I am, which all my clients are a lot smarter than I am but I'm like doing cool stuff and it sounds good and it looks good. Um, and, you know, I've got a couple podcasts as well. So like just a bunch of stuff that looks yeah. good. Yeah. Sounds good to somebody else, but I'm not actually there. I'm just there almost like as a slave to the thing. Hmm. Like, you know, I'm there occupying space. I'm there right. kind of being a good soldier, if you will. Yeah. And operating out of duty, which is very different than operating out of, this that I just called aliveness, then I really want to be here. Do people confuse that with aliveness? What you said, survive. See, when I say you say survival, 
I have yeah. a different, I have a different like understanding of that. Maybe, Tell me. you know, so like, I think of just like hanging on, just like yeah. you're just barely getting by. And what you're saying sounds like aliveness to some people. I don't think it sounds aliveness to me based off of what yeah. we're talking about. But yeah. I think some people may say, isn't that aliveness? I'm doing all these amazing things type of thing. I'm curious. Yeah. Fair question. Yeah. Th uh, yeah. So it's internal condition versus external appearance. Mm. So external Ooh, appearance, like things, things look good, right? It's like, oh shit, Adrian's busy, right? Yeah. It's like why people say they're busy, right? right. As if that's a good story. You know, like, <laughs> oh, busy equals meaningful. And it doesn't. This does not equal meaningful, right? We're aiming at meaningful. We'll settle for busy. The... Uh, so the difference is like internally do, um, let me get back to your question. So yes, there's a difference. So I could be real, I could be doing things that really even matter to other people, like yes. making a big difference over there for them, but I am not in it because I'm just doing it for lots of reasons. And mm -hmm. when I talk about survival, it might be like, I'm out of time, I'm out of money, okay. I'm barely making it, I'm in a health, I'm, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about survival like, 21st century survival, mm. looking good, feeling good, being right, being in control, looking good, feeling good, being right, being in control. Those are like our, what we could talk about, like our survival needs. And so we, we all want to look good. We all want to feel good. We all want to be right. We all want to be in control. Nothing wrong with those survival needs. They're just mm. survival. They're just the baseline, right? You know, control is important because you have to have your own agency, you know, being right, having some sense of, of, of assertion of yourself and understanding something that's important having certainty you know feeling good inside your own body feeling good emotionally that's all really important and you know looking good like having a sense of i guess i don't know dignity or something that's all important sure. but if any of those are running the show you're in trouble hmm. and there's no aliveness really if if any of those as i get let me say this maybe more succinctly if any of those are the primary um, uh, priority, I guess if they are the priority, um, then you'll you'll end up feeling like you're there just to serve those ego needs instead of like really being there. Because on the other side of those things, like I'm here, like I'm here with you, man, right yeah. now, just to see what happens. Right. I, like, I just want to show up. Let me get out of my head. Let me just right. be present. Right. Like yeah. when I, yeah. when I find myself trying to be articulate, I'm like, would you just shut up, man? And just say what's there. Just say, no, don't yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, this is all. So for me, aliveness is like this practice, mm. you know, do I really want what I've got? And if I don't, no problem. Am I, am I bold enough to change my mind? Which most of us, including mm. this guy aren't, I'll, I'll just ride it out <laughs> because I have a, I have a hankering, my grandmother would say, I have a hankering for suffering instead mm. of like, you know, hey, change your mind, man. You thought you wanted to do this thing, but you don't. Or, you know, even just, I'm thinking of a very practical thing. Like in my, my parents are coming into town. My daughter, who's turning five uh, next week, my parents are coming in town, which is awesome. And I had neglected to really carve out a bunch of extra special time. Mm -hmm. Now I can say, oh, I need to do that, blah, blah. Or I can just yeah. say, yeah, okay, man, I missed it. Can we carve this day? Can we carve these days down? And, you know, which might sound like a silly example, but if I don't watch it, my pride tells me double down on stupid. Like keep mm. doing, keep doing what you, you know, to cover your own ass, like to <laughs> yeah. make yourself look good in your own eyes. Keep, you know, keep up the front instead of like, yeah. oh, you know? Yeah. You know, having some adaptability. Anyway, I've gone well, on for a bit. No, no, it's great. It's, um, I caught on to the also thing of boldness of changing your mind. What's yeah. Why is that so difficult for us? And, and cause I agree with the boldness. It does feel bold on some level to change your mind. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's just because like being right is so romantic. Mm. You know, like having, being the guy, I'll say yeah. from a guy perspective, because like, especially I think men and pride, you know, yes. women have pride, it just looks different. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll for, talk about for that sure. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. We keep that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely different though, but yeah, I get it's different. It's, yeah. it's different it's though, different. right? It's, it's different. different. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, you know, I, so I, th I think, especially for guys, 
And I don't know, I, I try to cut everyone a lot of slack, including myself. So, and why do I say that? Because what came to mind was we kind of been, we've been programmed this way culturally. We've also, you know, there's a decent, huge argument evolutionarily over time, you know, like being right is pretty important to survive. Mm -hmm. Meaning like, you know, you better know that what's in this forest over here, there's dangerous beasts in this forest and whoever knows right. where the danger is lives, who doesn't know where the danger is, i.e. the fools, they die. So being right is a pretty great evolutionary trait um, or being at least being able to learn. Yeah. Which is different than being right. But um, I think it takes boldness because most of us would rather, including this guy, most of us would rather not have to trust anybody. Mm. I'd rather just have it all together all the time and have your respect versus us having a real relationship where I need yeah. you to cover my ass. Yeah. I'd rather never have to have my ass covered than mm. to be in a real relationship with you where like, oh, I'm going to blow it and we'll see if you keep showing up for me. Like that's right. just riskier. That's that riskier. is riskier. It is. That's why it takes boldness like to, to, to be off, to know when you're off. And then to be mm. off early, that takes guts. It's like, hey, I think I missed it. We, this guy doesn't do that. I notice I might have missed it. Let me give it a few days. Yeah. Let me see what happens. So then, you know, because I, I don't want to blow my cover, you know, I don't want to say blow my cover. I mean, for, to like claim uh, to show the cards that show that I don't know yes. what I'm doing, like to expose the fraud that I think that I am mm. not, you know, and maybe that I am. Or like, you know, it's like, maybe I've been writing checks I can't cash or just like share or like, or like sharing the insecurity. Like, hey man, yeah. I might've missed it for fear that people would reject me in that moment. And ironically, and you know, you live this way. This podcast is based on this way. It is. Yeah. It's like the real combo is the one people are searching for. Like the authentic, yeah. that the authentic, sharing the honesty yeah is the song everybody wants to dance to yeah you know it's funny it's like i made that decision a long time ago because i was like i would like when i'm on podcasts people are like okay well what let's have all the questions together and let's you know yeah. let's have this cover i'm like no i i if we mess up we mess up i don't care yeah. honestly yeah. i mean like if it looks sounds awkward initially that's great people learn that conversations awkward sometimes when you don't that's know right. somebody i don't know you why would it be perfect <laughs> yes i, love I don't that, know you how could it be amazing from i mean sometimes you I do love... hit that lightning and you're like oh my god i love this person day one you yeah. know like and sometimes yeah. you're like i'm not so I like, sure i, I, I don't know how I talk <laughs> to you. yes i hear you man i hear you, you. Know? and that's just that's real life i mean most that's of us want yeah most of us it's interesting. The fantasizing is where the suffering is for most of us, I think. It's like, yeah, go ahead. The romantic, the fantasy of that. Yeah. We're going to have this great relationship. We're going to meet each other and it's love at first sight. It's instant friendship. It's fast food amazingness and all that. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. When does that happen? Like, no. like yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's where a lot of the suffering is. Even just, you know, I'm in a, I, Allie and I've been together for how long now? Maybe a year and a half. We just got mm -hmm. engaged. Oh, and congratulations, by the way. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's been awesome. And uh, and not awesome. It's been like everything, right? right? It's like a real relationship. <laughs> like we're like, it's a, we're both very stubborn, opinionated, yeah, yeah. Yeah. pretty dramatic people. And, and and I'm, I can be very arrogant. I can easily think I'm right about things and mm -hmm. go in professorial mode, which is a bad idea. Oh, every time, <laughs> bad, you know, it's just never going to work, man. It's not like changing your mind is even up for grabs. She ain't there. She's not, she's not <laughs> wanting to have her mind changed. So no. can you just listen? Can you just yeah. shut up? This is what yeah. I'm talking to myself. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> so it's just a real relationship and it's weird having a real relationship. It's it weird. is. It even is. Even having one, you know, even like really throwing myself at having one now. It's like we're on the walk this morning. And there's moments of great connection, and there's moments of what feel like disconnection. Mm -hmm. And and what if that's all okay? Yeah. What if it's all okay? What if it all works? You know, what if it's all <laughs> of service? What if it like life is only like this in and out? Yeah. The tides, they come, connection, disconnection, love. Yeah. You know, lack of love. Like that's, what if that's there? 
I think so, um, man. I actually think I've been married 17 years coming up this uh, July. And awesome. uh, it's been mostly amazing. You know, sometimes yeah. it's not, you know, not. but <laughs> yeah. I mean, just let's, do, let's not sugarcoat it here. Sometimes no. it's not. But, you know, I think there's this, you know, speaking of this romanticism, this fantasy, I think sometimes marriage is confused as this fantasy, this yeah. princess and prince fantasy. And it's all about the wedding and we're going to live happily ever, happily ever after. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's just bullshit sometimes, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Sorry, it is. But you got to work around, work through it throughout the time. You know, it's yep. like, you know, it's highs yeah. and lows, high highs, low lows sometimes, you know. It's That's like, right. That's right. That's we reality. We were talking about this the other day. You know, it's like, what? because I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm an odd person. So I'm always thinking about what love is. It's like a very common yeah, yeah, question yeah. for me. Really? Because I'm just thinking, I'm, yeah, well. I'm, I'm, I need to figure it out over and over again in my own life. Number one, mm-hmm. I'm in a, I'm in a new relationship and I want us, I want to have that figured. I want to have that consistent ever green yeah. conversation about what love is because there's the picture that you're alluding to mm-hmm. of what everything should feel like, what everything should look like and feel like. And that ain't common, right? Like no. not, none of that's sustainable. No. Like the prince, princess, no. You know, the prince, princess, everybody's yeah, always whatever. staring yeah. in each other's eyes. And oh. can't <laughs> yeah. to, you know. Yes. <laughs> there are moments of that, but sure. that's not life, right? No. So a conver- an ongoing conversation about what love is, is necessary. And like, I need it. I need to ground myself in, you know, what is love? Well, love for me, first off, I got to like really accept myself. Like the whatever's going on for me is cool. Yeah. Like, you know, just cool, even just to myself, like be with yourself, man. If you can't be with yourself, you're going to like not be with anybody else in a yeah. healthy way. Or I'm going to like try to get my needs met over there, or I'm going to set up some rigorous expectations and demands, or I'm going to be threatened all the time because if yeah. she's not X, Y, Z, then I don't X, Y, Z, then I'm in trouble. Right. So it's like, it's got to start internal. Love's got to start from here and then be some kind of declaration that's not dependent on circumstances. Mm or not dependent on yeah. uh, circumstances is, is like a million things like how yeah. she just looked at me or what she just said or what she didn't when she didn't look at me and when she, what she didn't say yeah. and what I th- you know and and what's happening in the world around us like you know I I anyway I'm always thinking about love and we're always in that conversation which is not I'm more apt to do it. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> like it when I. She doesn't like it when I bring it up like this. She doesn't like it. <laughs> I understand. I get it. Yeah. I just think it's. I think it's. You know. It's, and maybe I'm off. Uh, I just think it's the only show in town. Otherwise, mm. otherwise we're just gonna be disappointed. And you can be disappointed, and disappointment's yeah. part of life, and all that. Of course. Um, but you know, wanting wanting what you've got wanting the person you're with like i know i'm a mixed bag like i'm a really amazing human being and i'm a criminal like i do both criminal like <laughs> lie right sure, like sure. put on a good face or like you know i don't know i'm sure in the last year i've stolen a pen from a hotel that i like <laughs> yeah. you know just whatever yeah. um so anyway, I just know I'm a mixed bag and I'm like, really, I don't think you can outserve somebody. I don't think you can outserve me. Like try. I don't think you can. Yeah. At the same point, if I don't watch it, I'm really self indulged. Mm. Really. I need this for me. You know, I'm really self-concerned or just an arrogant arrogance yeah. always comes out of self, you know? So I'm just both, man. I'm really both. Yeah. And I, and if on good days I can like harness, be with myself, aim myself, you know, choose Mm -hmm. the love, choose the service and deal with myself when I want to be selfish or like have grace for myself and make it right with the other person when I've been selfish. Yeah. Been self-consumed. Um, I don't know how we got on all this, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's life, man. They just kind of twist and turns in different conversations, you know, it's like goes on topic, off topic. It's great to me. You know, like I started thinking to myself, like, Adrian saying this is amazing. I wonder how, what's the reaction to, from CEOs, leaders of companies yep. you work with, and you're, I don't know if you talk to them about love or all this stuff, but if you do, what, what is the reaction to this, how you're approaching this? Yeah, I do talk about love. I rarely use the word. I, I talk about it, but I use more other language 
because I don't want to get, I don't want the idea to get dismissed. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll use an example just from last night. We're on our way walking over to dinner and I've got one of my, I'll call them key clients. Okay. Um, key in the sense of I've been with him for a couple of years. He's a prestige client, a great brand we work with. He's a stellar individual. Anyway, awesome dude. I can't, all that to say is I really care sure. about this dude and this has got to work. Um, the transition he's in, what he's up to has got to work. I'm really committed to that. So um, how do I talk about it? Let's see. The, the, he's, his company's in transition. Um, he has caused a lot of that transition. He has fostered a lot of the transition and it's struggling at the moment. Like some people are leaving and all these kinds of things, natural attrition with change. Sure. And he can't, there's lots of things he can't promise about the future. So that's just what I said to him, a direct quote is when you can't promise specific things about the future, all you can promise is how you're going to be with them. Mm. So pulling together your senior team and being honest about, hey, here's what I know. Here's what I don't know. Funding might come in. Funding might not come in. We might lose some people. We might not lose some people. But here's what you can count on me for. I almost get emotional. I do yeah, emotional yeah. thinking about yes. it. Like that's love, right? Hey, that's love. no matter what, come what may, here I am. Yeah. You know, so I don't say, hey, hey, man, love your people. I say all that. And that's love. Right. Because they'll dismiss you know? it. They're always talking about love. I mean, like love. You know, it's like, oh, there goes Adrian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't. He, this every Everybody wants love. Everybody wants to yeah. be loved everybody's soul wants, uh, how do I say this? Our souls want to be lovers. Like there's something yeah, about yeah. giving and, and, and being about either someone else or cause bigger than myself that is generative internally. I believe that like everybody's yeah, meant yeah. to be generous. We're only greedy because we've done the math or we're hurt or whatever. Like yeah, greed isn't yeah. the, the, the human condition. I think generosity. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, even this guy who's a world-class scientist, top of his class, Steve Jobs-esque type mm -hmm. thinker and individual, um, he doesn't think, how do I need to love people today? That mm. question never crosses his brain, but he yeah. wants what love is, which is a place to be safe, be connected, you know, be found really, um, like, and be okay. You know, these are the mm -hmm. core human needs of this guy yeah. that, probably like all of us not like all of us um but like many of us including me at times like i just want i want to be okay i want to you know, like the whole what's the old simon garfunkel song i'm a rock i'm an island oh, like, I know. i'm fine yeah I'm fine. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm cool you know i don't need anybody but we all need people of course so anyway to your question about ceos that's a, just a conversation that just happened yesterday so, yeah. but, but our work you know they like to talk strategies and that's great but the the all of our work really gets to the undeniable uh in like uh relational dynamic that is leadership mm. you can have a great strategy but if nobody believes you or if nobody trusts <laughs> right. you it doesn't matter it like, really doesn't show's matter over the show show's is over. over yeah yeah like you don't you know and and you won't retain top talent if you can't listen well if you can't if you don't think about them and think about what they're thinking about. And like, you know, we, we call it interest-based leadership. Like everybody on your team has interests. Most of them are just hidden and they think they mm. can't tell you, especially if they're distinct from the company. But your job as a leader is to find out what the interests are at the table from yeah. a group perspective and a personal perspective. If you, can't al if you can align people's personal interests with corporate interests, you've got a faithful employee. If you don't, yeah. you've got a ticking time bomb. They'll be leaving at some point soon. They'll find some yeah. other horse to ride. Um, so everybody wants, everybody needs that type of interconnectedness um, and you can't avoid it in leadership. So all of our, most of, even just today, I was just texting with a client right before yeah. we got on. She was about to have a hard conversation with one of her employees who's a top rising star. Um, and, uh, you know, she wanted help on how to frame the conversation mm -hmm. and it matters. And he's, you know, he could be a long-term big, big winner. Yeah. Um, but you know, she knows she she's 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 got it. She's smart enough to know that hey, I need to do this conversation really well. And yeah. how do I how do I language this thing? So my leaders that really take to our work really get the fact that the future happens in language, mm. and how I talk about things 
what I omit and what I emphasize both really matter. Yeah, so. man, I don't, I'm not, it's, that's beautiful. That's actually beautiful because I'm not sure that that happens a lot in leadership positions that, you know, you, you take the weight of this conversation. Let me understand the weight of this. What is yep. the long-term consequences of this initial, this conversation could be a ripple effect. Oh yeah. How, you know, like, do people slow down and think about it that way as much? Nope. You know, I don't think they do as much. You know? No, most people don't. And I don't, I mean, it's like, it, I mean, I think it's the, the human being naturally is self-interested. Mm-hmm. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's right, what our brain, right. I just talked about, that's what our brains are doing, right? Our brains yeah. are wanting to make sure I survive and then wanting me to save energy so I could survive of later course. if I have to. Of course. So shortcuts always sound great. And avoiding conflict always sounds great. You know, if I, if it'll work, you know, sure. I'll, but I'll just roll the dice. I'd rather <laughs> avoid conflict now because it might work later instead right. of take on conflict now to make sure it works later. Because if it's going to work without the conflict, I'll just do that math. I'll take it. Sure. So most folks, you know, most people don't know how to manage their own internal machinery. Right. So then, you know, don't know how I feel and how to you know, navigate how I'm, how I'm feeling and what to do about that. If it's, I'm feeling like the way I don't want to, or to deal with resentments and anger and frustration or shame or judge yeah. all the other stuff, like all the, most of us don't have know where the knobs are to deal with that. Number one. Mm. So therefore when I have to go have a conversation with another human being about what's really going on, you know, that that stuff's going to be happening over there too. And we call this conflict. And it doesn't need to be conflict, but we call it conflict. Yeah. Um, because I guess internally we're in conflict because we're scared that if those conversations get on the table, I won't know what to say. Yeah. Um, and so we avoid it. And to, to your own, to your to, to your point, there's huge possibility in having the real convo. Like, what's the conversation? Mm -hmm. Like with my client, she, the combo, if she goes and has the right conversation then it could change the next year of this guy's life. Right. He's a rising star at Nike. He's gonna, you know, she wants him to win. In the context of her wanting him to win, she's gonna have to deliver some bad, bad news, bad yeah. news to the ego. Like, hey man, you're great. Um, my text to her was charisma is not a strategy. <laughs> right, yeah. He's, this guy's very charismatic. It's right. like, it's cool man, it's just not enough. Not at this right. level, you, you, you're joining the big leagues. So you gotta be really charismatic and awesome and loving and caring which he's good at sure and then you got to like be really clear strategic hold people accountable have the tough conversations both and love and direction yes love and correction like both like yes you know, at, so i talk about my work people ask what i do it's like i'm a fierce advocate for leaders that's always what i talk about because it's both it's like advocacy i want what you want i want you to have it as much or even more than you and I believe in you as much or even more than you. So that's advocacy. I'm just willing to get there in a fierce way if need be. So like lots of truth telling, lots of, hey man, I think yeah. you might be full of shit, man. I don't know. Exactly. You might be. You want me to, you know, it's like, hey, I think you're trying to sell me on something. Everybody yeah. else is going to be nodding during this part. I'm yeah. not nodding. I don't buy no. it. No. no, I don't buy it. And that's love, you know, in my view, that's, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the fierce part, but you know, it takes a lot of, I'm uncomfortable almost all the time yeah. in those conversations. Yeah. I tell my clients, if I'm not putting the relationship at stake, I'm not really serving you. Mm. And I warn them, it's like, this is going to be a really weird relationship. Really weird. You won't have had one with anybody like you're <laughs> going to have it with me. Right. Because I'm going to really believe in you more than your mom does. And she didn't know anything about your life. Right. I'm going to know a lot about your life and I'm going to believe in you. And I'm also, in order for me to believe in you, I must not believe you all the time. That's an yes, interesting dynamic. That is an interesting believe in dynamic. you means I don't have to always, I can't always believe you because you're probably, you're, if your brain's at work, you're probably trying to talk me into something. Yeah. And trying to talk yeah. me off the ledge, talk yourself out of responsibility. And I'm going to talk you on the ledge and talk you into mm. responsibility. So I'm going to go counter your ego, which is going to seem like I'm rejecting you. I'm just rejecting right. this show. 
Right, right. It's like you might be full of shit right now. You, might I mean, you shit, just man. might be full of shit. Yes. <laughs> like, and is that good news or bad news? That's I know, always the like, thing. Yeah. You know, is that good news? You know, bad news for my ego. Great yeah. for my development. If I'm, right. I'm lying to myself and I don't know I'm lying to myself, yeah. I win. This is yeah. great. Oh, I yeah. duped. I'm the problem. Yes. Know? Oh, people don't like being the problem. <laughs> I know. They, they don't want to be the problem, man. Shame, credit. Yes. Sounds like, um, you know, again, I'm like, man, Adrian and I have very similar ways of looking at the, I always look at it as like love and accountability. Yes. And I was like, yes. I, I can love you a lot and have no accountability. And you know, what does that mean? You know, yeah. and then I can be a very, make you very accountable to things and give you no love. What does that do? But if yeah. I give you both of these things, that's right. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to care about you. I'm going to be all in for you, but I'm also going to correct you. I'm going to be tough on you when it needs to happen, you know, yes. and, and yes. keep you accountable and say, you're full of shit right now. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm totally into you, that whole thing, man. <laughs> yeah. I love you, man. I just don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you're awesome. But that's, that's garbage. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't believe that. What I don't believe to? that. Yeah, I do that with and, my daughter all the time. I'm like, love and great. accountability. I'm like, listen, I always tell her she's not, she's almost 10. I say, like when you do great stuff, I'm going to be like, man, that's the best thing ever. It's incredible. And when you yeah. don't do this stuff, I go, that's terrible. You need to pick that up. Come on. What are we doing here? Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. You're going to yeah. get both sides of this. I'm just not going to be coddling you. You know, it's like, that's right. It doesn't help any of us here. I'm no, like, that's great. And that's the dad. And that's, you know, that's the dad's role in my view. You yeah, know, I like, agree. Yep. Man, yep. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what, that's what, you know, uh, it's interesting. So I've got mine are almost mm -hmm. five and seven. Yeah. Scout and Charlie, boy and a girl. Seven year olds, a boy, five year olds, a girl. And then Allie's got two teenagers, 13 and 16. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've been together two years. And I, and the teenage boys, I love these teenage boys. They're amazing, both very unique individuals. And I loved, I'm, oddly like really super stoked about uh coming into the lives of these teenage boys just yeah. because i was a teenager and i needed a lot of guidance and i wanted a lot of guidance and so anyway the opportunity that's there if they want it i'm in right if they want to like have a real deal conversation yeah. with me i'm in if they don't want to totally get it i'm stepdad type dude and full respect sure. you know i'm not your dad get it and but if you want to talk i'm in and um so I'm really stoked about it. And Allie's really stoked about me being involved in their lives and such. And, you know, but my line to her just the other day was, hey, if you give them enough room, the boys become men. Mm. But they, you got to like let them fail. Then you got to talk to them about failing. You got to talk to them about what they're really up to. He can get himself up for school. If he actually wants to do that. Now, he mm. doesn't act like he wants to do that. But <laughs> internally, you know, every, every person, and I'm just thinking about boys and men here yeah. are dying for dignity. So the mm. personal responsibility feels good. It feels good, but yes. you gotta give them room because you gotta like not do it for them, which is risky. Yeah. And I, it takes, you know, she would never go do that. She's going to wake him up the rest of their life. <laughs> That's the joke, but pretty true. Yeah, the, yeah, but yeah. you know, but it's like, no, no, he can do it himself. He needs another alarm clock here. Let's get that. Boop, boop, yeah, boop. Yeah. Okay. Here's your alarm clock. Here's how you use the alarm clock. You know, let's walk you through it. And, um, you know, and then you celebrate the, the shit out of them when they do it right, yes, you know? Yes. And so that like kind of corrective guidance, you know, that, that mentoring side as a parent, that just, she's, that's fun. Yeah. It's great to hear your vision for that, man. You're yeah, I'm very into it, but I'm like that with anybody in my life. Yeah. I don't really have different phases of that with people. I'm yeah. just like, no. That was amazing. I'm like, no, I know. I don't think so. I'm like, I'm not. And then sometimes like people don't like that. I think sometimes it's like, well, this yeah. relationship is different. So treat them like this. Or I don't know, value wise, I'll treat them the same. I'm like value wise, I'm going to be kind and be caring. But I'm just like, listen, just because you're my daughter or you're my wife or you're my friend, I'm going to do yeah. the same thing. I'll be like, yeah. hey, okay, listen, I don't think this is a good idea. I'm not gonna yeah. kiss your ass just because you're related to me. <laughs> like, you know? That's great. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I love but it. People do that. So it's like this obligatory relationship. I don't like these obligatory relationships where it's no. because we're this or we have this biological relationship that we have to somehow overlook these things in each other. 
just yeah. because we're related. I'm like, I don't understand yeah. that. And I'm like, I don't get that. Well, it's going to end up if if there's a, if there's a way that you are most natural and you're with the outside world that way, but don't yeah. treat your internal family that way. You're going to be resentful of them. Yeah. You know, if you're not yeah. that, it sounds like you're. Yeah. Uh, I don't or anybody that integrity. talks to me. You know. Yeah. They say, "Oh man, That's I want to be your friend," and they don't want, and they or oh, I want to do this thing with you. And then, and they never follow up. You know, I told somebody the other day, I said, well, you don't follow up. How can we get this thing? You don't follow up. Yeah, I'm bad at that. I, I need to do better at that. Then do it. I'm like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, like, either did yeah. or you don't, you know? Like, yeah, that's great. Let's just be honest about it. You didn't do it. That's like, right. Yeah, well, you don't. Yeah, that's fun. You know, that's, fun. that's great, man. Yeah. yeah, we're similar. We're very similar. I was like, man, we this are. guy's speaking my language. I mean, you know, it's like, but it's I, like when I you're mean, saying survival mode, like in my mind, I had a different thought about that. I was like, oh, sure. I have to say something about this because I don't, that's not how I see it. Mm -hmm. I want to understand how you see it. Yeah. You know? It's not that I'm yeah. confrontational. I'm just like, I want to understand how do you no, see I get this, it. You know, I get it. Well, if we could all be a little bit less, less offendable, the world would be a oh, much better God. place. You know, oh, I mean, yes. we've become so damn precious about everything. Yeah. And therefore, like people are, you know, the, the crazy people are the ones talking still. Um, and I mean, the dogmatic, when I say crazy, sure. I really mean dogmatic. People are there to say something. Not nobody there that's there for the dialogue is really talking. <laughs> yeah. culture. People are there, there to, to yell at somebody else mm -hmm. and be right about everything and not, you know, anyway, all that. So the world needs some more edge, but but purposeful edge, edge for the sake of the yeah. future, edge for the sake of the relationship. Like, you know, you're telling your wife the truth because you really want to be in it. You want to be in an intimate yeah. relationship with her the rest of your life. If you started playing a game, like trying to get her to like you or like what you said <laughs> or whatever, then you, you're going to be distant. We know no, how that ends. Then yeah. you'll say, I can't be myself around you. That's you wouldn't right. do this, <laughs> no, but no, you'll no. end up blaming her for that. And yeah. Stuff, you know, and this is like all the nice guys we, we could do turn into a men's podcast here, but then <laughs> there's all these damn nice guys. And I, I, I have played the role in my time sure. times in life, right. Where I'm just Same putting here. on a good face yeah. and I'm being the, being the nice guy, but I end up resenting whoever I'm doing it with. Yeah. And, and, you know, I end up then going along passive, 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 then mad majorly aggressive. Yeah. This happens even this happens all over, um, even with like a lot of people I work with. It's like, hey, if you're not if you don't get honest now, you're going to make them pay the price later. So like mm. assert for yourself now or make them pay for it later. Don't act mm. nice now because you're not actually being nice now. Yeah, I mean, you are actually being nice, like bullshit. Nice. Sure. Yeah. There are a few out external layers, but you're not actually being you're not being real. And so there's no if you're not yeah. real, you're not, not ever nice. Interesting. Wow. If you're, you know, if you're real, then you can, I, I usually call it kind. Like I yeah. could be really kind and loving to you. Nice for some reason feels so damn superficial. So I use that mm. distinction that way. There's a nice yeah. guy racket. I call it a racket, like a bullshit. Like a <laughs> like you're running a nice guy a racket. Nice guy racket. I say that all the time. I say that to this. <laughs> I said, there was this, there was this client, brand new client. Mm -hmm. and there's two guys on the call. One of the guys is kind of like my guy that I know, and he's like the tougher guy of the two of them. And there's mm -hmm. other guy that's really sweet and nice. And um, anyway, by the end of the call, I had I had properly made the call uncomfortable because I'm going to call somebody to action. I'm going to like, you know, guys, are you really going to do this or this? The 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 last? I mean, because we talked right before COVID, yeah. and they were going to do something, and then they bailed. And I'm like, hey, listen. I'm not here to mess around, and I usually say pretty use pretty colorful language. Sure, uh, yeah. I'm not here to mess around. Um, yeah, but and I don't mind having tension. So let's just talk mm -hmm. amongst ourselves, like right now. Like, you know, are you going to do this? Or are you guys both going to chicken out? <laughs> yeah. And I just and I and I and I just said to the to the one guy, to the one guy, I said, I bet, yeah, I bet this really makes you uncomfortable because you're used to like wanting everything to feel good all the time. <laughs> and I can tell your job, your job is like make yeah. sure everybody plays along together. No, no. In order to get this organization straight, and they're growing like crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, in order to get this straight, you got to get off your nice guy bullshit yeah. because your nice guy is saving the company from the change it needs to make. You're mm. trying to get everybody to work along. No, no, they got to not work. It's going to be worse before it gets better. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's great. We no, would have some fun together. That's for sure. I know we would definitely. Where do you, live? Have some, where do you I live? live in Washington State. 
Washington State. Ooh. I'm on the West Coast. I'm in a small cool, town, man. Blaine, right on the Canadian border. Wow. And, yeah. And I got some I, friends I, in from Vancouver right now. Oh, really? That's I'm yeah. 35 minutes from Vancouver, literally. That's great. So, uh, Herschel was a client of mine for a long time. Oh, awesome. And they're based in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, but I, you know, I get to LA. Well, I did get to LA a decent amount, but uh, I will be getting back there. But we should connect sometime. We should totally I would connect. love to. Any, anytime we can. And we, yeah. we can go out and we're going to run and you can smoke me. Oh, come on. Or whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> we do whatever. I'm pretty, I'm open, you know. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I loved to look at your site and I've got lots of questions. I figured your people on your podcast know what you're up to, so I won't burn time on it. But it's interesting. I mean, I'm always looking for really high quality people that I can plug into my network, whether yeah. it's with, whether it's with clients of mine or yeah. just with other people, you know, helping. Anyway, so let's, yeah. let's well, find I want to connect with you beyond this, because one of the things I do, you'll see, I don't bullshit about this. I follow through. Yes. I'm big on follow through. That's like a big yeah. thing for me. It's is, rare in this day and age. You oh want my god! Exceptional. Do what you say. Do what you say. And you know, That's I've it. had like three hundred plus hours of of conversation with people on this podcast, and I always reach back out to every single person who's ever been on the podcast, like once every couple months. Hey, how you doing? What's going on in your life? You know, you know, whatever. Blah blah blah. This and that. Like, I want to create a relationship. No BS. So yep. you're gonna hear from me regardless, awesome. man. You came into the zone, man. <laughs> I love it, man. You came into it, man. It's your fault. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. But I look forward to learning more about you. And yeah, I'm happy to chat with you anytime about. That's great. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I like one of my biggest joys in life is to connect great people. Yes. You know? Same and, here. And to see great people that I happened to be the one to connect and they go off and do awesome stuff together. Yeah. How great is that? That's 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 legacy stuff for me, man. It's that like, is legacy. And they, and they might not even remember. That's the the real fun part is like when they go off and do the thing, yeah. And they don't remember that I was the guy that connected them on text four yeah. years ago or an email. I'm just that's, that's awesome. Great. Man, they're doing do their the thing. thing. They, they, I do that all the time. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. But uh man, I'm pumped up. This was this was incredible. I never know Thank what you. I'm gonna get never when know. I get on with people. It could be crazy, could be hilarious, <laughs> could be not so good, could be boring. This was yeah. no, this was just amazing. Seriously, this was really Thank good. You, Thank and, you, man. Uh, it's coming out Thursday, man. I don't mess around. Popping awesome. this baby out on Thursday. Go time. Go awesome. time. Well, we will cross promote. <laughs> we will share the love. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Adrian, so much for your time. Appreciate you, man. You got it. Thanks, brother. All, All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.